and good afternoon. Thank you for joining us, joining us for another episode. This is Mona Lu with Mona Lu International. It is a consultancy training and speaking uh, business where we work with leaders, with professionals looking to increase their cultural competence in order to increase profit, profitability and team performance and why not harmony in the workplace. Today is a special episode. I can tell you, I, I spoke with her before and I was impressed. And I said, we got to share this information with the world. We have Jenny Ambrose and I'm going to, she's right there, Jenny Ambrose. She's part scientist, part artist, power, definitely powerhouse. I'm going to let her introduce herself and we'll go from there. Jenny, who yes. are you? I am. Well, like you said, I am part scientist, part artist, part designer, part writer, all brilliant. Um, I have been running Curie Fantastico, my award-winning design science and strategy business since 2008. But I have been working as a designer and a creative since I was 16. Uh, that is a long time ago. It is a long time ago. Um, but I love creating, I love thinking, I love solving problems. Um, and I wrap all of that up in my wonderful business. Excellent. Well, we did briefly chat about this yes. uh, topic and what you shared with me, I, I'm not seeing it with, with, with everything that's uh, happening out in the world. I'm not seeing much of what we discussed. So we said, let's go ahead and uh, share it with people. So let's dive in. And, um, the topic is branding and culture. Yes, the depth and impact of branding uh, across cultures. And there is a saying in the Japanese culture that tells us we have three faces. The face we show to the world, the face we show to our friends and family, and the face we show no one. What is the face that we should show on our marketing and branding? So let's just start with, I believe that there are no shoulds mm -hmm. in life. The mm -hmm. shoulds are, are you eating? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you bathing, drinking water, exercising? These are the shoulds. Everything else is a choice. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about the three phases and you're thinking about who do I show up in my business as, mm -hmm. um, the answer becomes what feels good. So I would say based on the Japanese concept, it would be a mixture of those three phases in a method that still feels true. Mm -hmm. Because if you're showing up to the world as a philanthropist and you're showing up to your friends as a miser, who is the person that you show no one? What, what does that look like? And so there has to be a commonality. There has to be intention. Uh -huh. And that's the self you bring to your business. Now talking about the self, uh, looking at the marketing and branding, and I've taken several classes and uh, spoke with several coaches and so on and so forth. A lot of what we see, especially in the American arena, is the same exact replica. 
I mean, they're talking about branding, marketing. I mean, okay, a lot of people go and get a professional photography. They go to a studio, they try outfits and um, they produce enhanced, overly enhanced sometimes photos and then deliver content, content, content. How do culture and branding play together, especially today when we are seeing what we are saying today means it's not post pandemic. We are still in some form of pandemic with all the variants that are uh, coming out every day, not only here in the United States, but across the globe. How, how does that play? How do they? So just like how you're saying um, that when you think about branding, there's a lot of repetition and there's a lot of copying that in itself is a level of a culture. That is the American women entrepreneurial culture. So culture is just the larger understanding of what is happening on individual levels. Mm -hmm. If we understand that a journey is made up of, a, of X many steps, culture is made up of X many individuals working similarly, working in tandem, working together. And that's how I understand culture. That's the same approach I have as branding. Branding is the middle ground between individuals and culture. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, when you talk about copying, you talk about repetition, that is ubiquitous across every industry, across every nationality, Across, ev across every time, because that's human beings. Uh -huh. Human beings see something that works and mm -hmm. they say, oh, I want that. I want it to work for me. I'm going to try. Mm -hmm. Now, on its surface level, yes, that is copying. On its base ideal level, that's how innovation happens. Because you and I are going to try something. It's going to be different. We are two different people. We have two different ways of looking at the world. Our results are going to be different, even if we put in the same factors mm -hmm. based on other factors we are not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Branding. It's these unspoken results. It's the, un, uh, it's the ability to say, I don't know everything, or I can't take account of everything because I am just me. That is the magic in branding. It doesn't matter if you're trying to copy someone else. You do it enough, you're going to find your truth in it because copying someone else will never work. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. there. You are not them. They are not you. You are not trying to achieve. You may want the six figures. You may want the big house. You may. Okay, great. But your version of that is never going to be that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I understand. And you're mentioning that this is this is what the American culture is about. This, but this is ubiquitous culture. Like this is what British culture is about. This is what Indian culture is about. I mean, it, it doesn't matter the country of origin in culture. Animals do this. Animals aren't inherently American or Nepalese. They are animals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, working with I will I will stop a little bit here because working with different cultures and exploring their way of doing things, they do not see uh, marketing the same way we see it. They don't see branding the same way 
we uh, we see it, or uh, we do, do the same way we do it. So if, let's say, for example, in Germany, they're different in in so many ways. They 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 just they, Here's what I've noticed. Let's just talk talk about Germany as an example. Um, they focus a lot on what you can deliver rather than what you can show. Okay. So in terms of marketing and branding, it is different based on the culture. And I had not long ago, I had a talk with uh, a professional from Lithuania and this marketing and branding is something that is not so much favorable or so much welcomed in their culture. That's that's classified as bragging, as an example. They have different ways of, uh, um, of marketing themselves. They have different ways of telling the world, this right. is what we're about, but mostly, is focus not so much on talk, not so much on what we show here in the United States, but more or rather than uh, rather what you can perform. What is it that you can do rather than um, the perception, yeah. the marketing perception that we have in this culture. And that's where it gets sticky. And that's where it gets so mixed up with a lot of people going to explore other markets than theirs. And given that fact, and we uh, mentioned briefly that the world is becoming a global culture, a global uh, village is so much shrinking. And this pandemic has made it even so, where with the closure of borders and all of that stuff, the, the only way we have, or one of the few ways we still have, because a lot of people cannot travel, is the internet. Mm -hmm. So how do you get your message across or how do you get your message across cultures and trying to explore other markets is something of um, a great importance, especially given the circumstances that we are in today and not sure how it's going to change. Well, so that I want to put that out. I mean, you can elaborate on that. So you you go ahead. Well, it's the new normal, right? So I've been working across cultures, um, honestly, since I started. Mm -hmm. I uh, was picked up by a Moldovan agency and working from Los Angeles, managing a team in Eastern Europe uh, mm -hmm. with clients all over the world, Australia, Panama, the UK, um, Austria, Hungary, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And how I felt about it was I'm here doing good for good. And as long as I had that connection, it didn't matter that an Irish children's photographer wanted to represent her brand XYZ. And it didn't matter that the Australian makeup artist wanted to use, you know, fluffy flowery pinks. It didn't matter because what I'm doing is helping people communicate. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see branding. It's just, how do you want to make people feel? How do you want people to feel around your work? How do you want them to feel, you know, talk about you when you're not in the room? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. using that very abstract, pulled back approach um, meshes with every culture because it really is 
how, how do you want to show up? Now, the, the cultural differences come in with communication, absolutely. Um, when I was working with a global agency, I had a lot of German clients. And the way that, that they prefer to be emailed, the, the way that the conversations take place um, are completely different from an American conversation, completely different from a UK conversation. And that was really fascinating um, to see culture in those subtle spaces. Uh -huh. uh, but in terms of representation, in terms of engagement, uh, results, I will say this, uh, Germans feel a reverence mm -hmm. with their work that Americans would prefer to have the shiny, the veneer, where Germans have like a, an importance and this is revered and we put our time and our intention here. It's, it's, it's beautiful in that space. Um, but British people love working with me because I'm so vibrant and my personality is so strong. And so it's been intriguing to see which culture is drawn to me and how, uh -huh. what is that? And that is what I would say. If you're looking to work with other cultures or interested in working with other cultures, the best thing you can do is to cultivate an authentic truth with you. Uh-huh. Because that's going to act like such a strong beacon across language, across culture, across industry, across, 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 and uh -huh. someone who has that same resonance or is looking for that same resonance and may not know how to verbalize it. But you uh -huh. know when you feel it. Absolutely. So being yourself. Yes, and it sounds cliche, but I promise you, if you can cut through the noise like a hot knife through butter, and it doesn't matter what the trends are, it doesn't matter what, you, you know, it doesn't matter because they're uh -huh. not, you're not them. Yes. You will attract the right people. You will build your own culture. Uh-huh, okay. Now, I, I read um, the other day that... Um, vulnerability attracts so we, we we're going to play with this <laughs> with this well, of course it does. Marketing, in marketing uh and empathy empathy in in branding talk to us about that and and again your experience across cultures with empathy and vulnerability it's the missing piece it is the missing piece in so many places but it is glaringly missing within marketing and branding, because we all want to make money. I mean, look, I'm in business to make a difference. My okay. bills get paid, but I left $106,000 a year job to run my own business six months out of college because empathy was missing so deeply, not just with clients, but with each other and the studio. And for me, I'm a human being. You are a human being. I work with other human beings. Why can we not treat each other like human beings? And I walked out. So in my business, it is very important that I remember I am working with someone who's trying to create their dream. I'm working with someone who has their own life and their own problems and their own insecurities and their own stresses and their own struggles and they're just trying to make their dream happen. They yeah. may not be able to understand the jargon. They may not understand why I need something. So it's my job 
This is my world. My job is to be like, here's what I need. Here's what I need to do what we need to do together, together. And it is that level of empathy that allows people to trust me with their deepest, deepest desires. I mean, like, I've, it becomes almost therapeutic in a way to have someone sit there and be like, I'm here for you. I'm not here to talk you into anything. I'm not here to demand you pick one direction and say, you will fail. If you, no, no, we're figuring it out together. together. And that's deeply missing. I mean, you talk about the coaching industry. That is so missing in the coaching industry. And it, it feels manipulative. And it feels if I don't give you the money, if I don't invest in you, I'm not investing in myself. I don't take myself seriously. I must not love myself. And all of these additional problematic things that don't even need to be introduced and make the thing harder to achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Quite a good point. I'm not here for any of that. And so when I work with someone, I make sure they know that. And when I give them advice, when I suggest things, when I say, oh, I really like this, I Uh preface it. This is just my opinion. It does not have to be this. It could be anything else. You are free to not like it because I am aware of the expertise I have. I am aware that they are placing their trust in me and I want them to feel empowered that this is for them, that I am here. All of my suggestions, all of my opinions are here for them. Mm -hmm. And so many designers I've worked with, so many designers I've managed have said, no, I convinced them. I talked them into it. And that's cool. That's Mm -hmm. cool because they're spending this money, they're putting their trust in you and you're like, I'm gonna force you into a solution that may or may. I just think of the shoe salesman forcing your feet into two small shoes and you're limping there and bleeding and being like, this is right, I'll get used to it. That's not nice. I, I hear that and appreciate you sharing this. Um, going back to vulnerability, empathy, yeah, empathy, it, it must be there. Uh, to what? Vulnerability. Let me let me share this with you before you, because and sometimes we get too much. What if? Okay. What if we don't want to share this much about ourselves? And it. it it seems like the same stories keep repeating themselves. Okay, I was broke and uh, my family left me and um, this and that. And now I am doing fabulous and I can show you how to do this. And, and it seems like these stories are becoming so redundant and so repetitive. Do we have, I mean, even that feeling um, of empathy that we're talking about with this method of- The hero's journey. You talk about repetitive. I mean, like the hero's journey, the I have nothing, I'm broken, and now I'm successful, and now I help you. Odysseus, I mean, ancient Greek, 2,000 years of the same friggin' story. So- Repetitive, sure, but we need these stories as human beings because we have all been in places where we've been mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, that is, I resonate deeply with those stories because that is something I've experienced. Um, but 
it's not something that motivates me. I don't need that anymore, but I'm not at that level anymore. Yeah. So if it feels redundant, it's not the story for you. You don't need the 12 year old coming of age. Oh, I just got my period story. You need something else story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But stories are so important and they are repetitive because they are human. And so if you're talking about vulnerability, it goes back to being human. We all have these things we, and they may not look the same. They may not feel the same. They may show up in an ex-husband or a best friend or your mom or your doesn't matter. Yeah. We all have these flavors. And so I don't love the, I was busted and broken and now I'm sparkly and shiny because I feel like middle, middle, middle is the part I am interested in. Mm-hmm. I am interested in, okay, but what did you actually do? Okay, but what were those feelings that got you there? Like I, I get gross and then pretty. I want to know what it felt like to transition from a caterpillar to a butterfly. I get that. Uh, y- yes. That's the vulnerability piece. The vulnerability piece is the middle, middle, middle that so many of us gloss over because we want to feel happy. We don't want to feel negative. And it's like, it's not negative. It's growth. It is natural. It is the most beautiful thing. We take fertilizer, which is poop, and we grow food forever. That's not gross. We need to eat. And and these are the things. But I call myself a design scientist for a reason. I don't find those things gross. Mm -hmm. So this, this does obviously work and um, American culture, even uh, Anglo-Saxon cultures, but in different cultures, like, like more of Asian culture, like pick Chinese or Taiwanese or uh, probably Chinese, uh, Vietnamese, not, these, these stories that we tell, this vulnerability will not have the same impact. Correct. They may not be what, what's needed to attract that audience. Sometimes when you're going with what you're using in our market to a different market, it may fire that. It may not, it may be something that you need to refrain from doing. And that is uh, the essence of what I speak about. Uh, when working cross cultures and when you are about to uh, embark into new market, new journey with different type of clients. And we don't have to travel uh, anywhere. We are here in the United States, which is uh, like we call it a melting pot or um, a, a culture, several cultures within a culture. And we have so many people from all over the world that are not so much into what you're telling them. So knowing exactly how to come across, how to uh, present yourself and what face you're showing is extremely important Important from, what, from one culture to another, especially if you're talking about a collective uh, cultures. Individual cultures, yes, yes, they do tend to um, use this method, but in other part of the world, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, vulnerability is not so much something that attracts. 
However, if you are in that culture and you are craving that, because just because ubiquitous Asian culture, Japanese culture may not have vulnerability across the board, I guarantee you there are individuals that are hungry for it, just like there are in, just like you and I are in the United States being like, I'm sick of the shiny. Where's the real? So there are individuals that need that. And the truth is, if you show up as your authentic self, you will attract people no matter what culture they are within because you are attracting something they are looking for. But what you were talking about earlier, where it's um, you may think that just because it's in your culture that it'll work to someone else's, that's what I call a fish doesn't know they're wet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is an awareness moment of, oh, I am actually in the water. Mm-hmm. We have air around us. We have opinions and biases and judgments that we do not think about because there's so many other things to think about. I don't have to peel that back and look into it. Mm-hmm. But those are the things that allow you to say, wow, I don't need to present a story this way or this story has many different ways it can be presented. Let me, if you piss somebody off, if whatever, you didn't respond, they didn't respond well, is it let me think about a different way to say the same message. Mm-hmm. And it's that versatility that will allow you to function in other cultures. And it is that willingness, it is that humility. And just in there, it is a vulnerability because mm-hmm. you are saying, my way is not the only way. The way that I was born, the way that I was raised, the way that I'm used to, not the only way, definitely not necessarily the best way. What are different ways? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it is. That's, that's definitely uh, the bottom line. And the way we're, we're doing things, I'm, I'm going to pick your brain on this one. Um, isn't it putting some pressure? on a lot of people um this is how we should be this is how we should do it this is how, i mean Across talk to me talk to me about this <laughs> i i cannot imagine a space with human beings where this has not happened uh-huh for real like in my brain i'm like cavemen had to have done this with grunts and clubs like i just have a really hard time because I, it was like this in the civil war. It was like this in the middle ages. It was like this in ancient Rome. It was like, I mean, it is like this in Indonesia. It doesn't matter. Nothing is more ubiquitously human than you have to, you should in order to. Okay, forget, <laughs> forget all that. <laughs> Just. I'm too nonconformist. I, I think too much. I'm too well educated to be like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Do, uh, do what you need to do. Don't harm people. Don't harm yourself. You will be fine. That's awesome. what we should do. That's what we need to do. And so when I interact with people, that is the self I am. Don't apologize. You've done nothing wrong. You don't have to do this. Do you want to do this? Does it bring you joy? To my assistant, to my assistant that I paid for. Just because I can pay you for it doesn't mean you have to do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's, and that is the culture that I am able to create with my own business. 
So when you're running a business, you have this beautiful opportunity to say, fish, I am wet, I am in the water, and I'm going to choose my water, I'm going to filter my water, and I'm going to make sure it's the right water for me. And that is culture. That is literally culture, guys. And it is baby culture, you know, like mini culture, but you can grow it and with your employees and how you treat them. You grow it with your clients and how you treat them, how you respond to them. What uh-huh. all of those things change the external societal actual country culture. Mm-hmm. They change it. It changes it from the inside out because you have people you've got, let's say you've got America and it is, I don't know, million people, billion people. I don't know. A lot of 363 million. Go ahead. Not all of them are going to agree. Obviously we live in reality, but enough do the thing mindlessly, then it becomes a should. And the more people think about it, the more people look at it, then it's like, oh wait, why is it a should? And the more people question it, the more people are like, I don't actually think it should be a should. And it's that unpacking, but it takes forever because how many, 363 million people. Yeah. So you could fight that fight and that's fun. Or you could do the internal, I say fight, it's not a fight, it's an acceptance. It's an acceptance and it's a strengthening. And as you do that, people look at you and they're like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. And then they start doing that. Or, ew, she's doing that. And then they go the other way. But either way, you are being you. You are creating the beacon to attract or repel. And that creates the culture. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Now, uh, uh, it's getting so dark here. uh, Lots of rain and thunder. But uh, we're having fun. So let's go to something that I want to ask um, and that is about personal and professional uh, profiles and uh, branding. So do you separate, like, obviously for me, I want to be myself. I want to be me everywhere I go, whether I am at work, whether I'm at, whether I'm at home. Um, I can share, I do share my, uh, my Zumba classes, my dance, my piano uh, practice. I, I share things that I do and I am the same I want to portray myself the same person at home with a friend with a family with myself okay and even when no one is looking I am the same person everywhere I go what do you do you I agree and I find when we use the word professional like that outfit's not professional or that hairstyle is not professional. Mm-hmm. We are often operating under unchecked, let's say cultural bias. Uh-huh. And it is damaging. It is damaging. It is yeah. harmful. It is oftentimes not necessary and more times than not a method of control. So my belief is professionalism is this. I do what I do. I actually do it. That's important. I actually do it. Someone Mm -hmm. else wants this thing. They hire me. I do it. They're happy. I get paid. I am a professional. I need everyone to understand that. 
It has nothing to do with how big my boobs are. It has nothing to do with how I wear my hair. It has nothing to do with the ability to wear hot pink lipstick. It has nothing to do with wearing zebra print. It has nothing to do with any of that. If I don't want to wear a blazer and pose like this with a mug, I'm still a professional girl. I'm still <laughs> professional. And it, it hurts me so much to see women judging other women. That's not professional. You're not going to take it, be taken seriously. Bullshit. Bullshit out loud. Like, I am taken seriously because I take myself seriously. We all need to get on this, please. Like, no. Because the more women feel like, oh, I'm not being viewed as professional, they hold themselves back. Mm -hmm. Thus, uh, you know, adhering to a culture of control and smallness and judgment. And it's like, oh, if I can have a bazooka, if I can have a bazooka filled with glitter and just break that shit wide open, I fucking would. (laughs) It does more harm than good. It harms women of color way more, way more. And it's so infuriating, okay? Like infuriating. Yeah. (laughs) yeah i I know exactly what you're saying and i am in a hundred percent in agreement being yourself don't put so much pressure just show up the way you are but when i spoke like i spoke to uh um i don't remember but it was swiss swiss audience or talking about swiss how swiss do business and it was um very very ordered in a manner of how you show up what is a woman supposed to be wearing how is her hair patriarchy can and it's always about the woman always about the woman i am just sharing with you this and in several and even in kenya i had a a discussion with kenyan professional who's uh currently living in england and in in kenya if you are going to meet it and you have braided hair you're not supposed to be having the braided hair. You have to go figure out what you need to do, put a, put a, a wig or whatever, and show up in a meticulous, particularly how they want you to be showing up in society. So it is so, again, we go back to the same thing. It is not the same across cultures. So the best thing to do, yes, we want to be ourselves. We want to show our but face. The more people do that. The, the more people book those requests, because they're not rules and they yeah. are expectations, but it's okay to disappoint somebody. It's okay to disappoint somebody that's asking you to do something unnecessary for you to do your job. Yeah. That has nothing to do with your ability to do your job. And I... I'm telling you, I walked away from an ad agency where the women would take their lunch breaks and I was in New York. They would go on um, Bryant, Bryant Park area fashion uh-huh. and the mm-hmm. sample sales and they would get their designer clothes and they would change in the bathroom and then the men would turn their chairs around and the women would parade into a fashion show for lunch and not eat, not eat go shopping and buy dresses. And I, and at that point, I'm like, I'm going to wear hoodies. I'm going to wear jeans and I'm going to wear Converse shoes because I'm not there to do that. I'm there to sit and make 
websites. I'm there to think about messaging. Like, I don't care what my boobs look like. I'm not here for that. And that is, I'm still that person. I did have to hire a femininity coach uh, to relearn how to be feminine because my job is very masculine. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got tired of being shoved to talk to the wives instead of my coworkers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I do my job with you. I just have a vagina. My vagina does not help me do my job. It is just a part of the person that's doing this job. And that's, it's challenging. It's challenging. So the more you shirk that, call it out, stand up, walk in the other direction and do your own thing, the less other women feel like they have to do it too. Yeah. And and you, you, you just said it. We're going back to, to the beginning of this. This is how, uh, culture allowed or, or pressured people uh, to uh, show up and that, to, to, to a point that they're not themselves, themselves or that's more. What's, what's the challenging know? thing? The challenging thing for me is people will say, well, that's just the way it is. And it's like, that's the way it's been. It is the way it's been. We have, if we are alive, we are breathing, we are conscious, we have every single opportunity to make a different choice. Yeah. That can be the way that it's always been. And I don't know how other people don't get that. Like I really, really don't. But culture is the larger thing, then there's society, then there's community, then there are individuals. And so if you are an individual, you are the seed. You are the seed to this beautiful plant. Change the seed, change the plant. Amen to that. I agree. (laughs) I am in agreement (laughs) with you. (laughs) Hey, I said I was a powerhouse. I'm just showing you the truth. I, I hear you. I hear you. So this is all good stuff. We, we, we have to stop. But one last question. How would you uh, tell someone who just started down in business about starting their brand in a more empathetic way? Start by being more empathetic to yourself. Ah. The more love you give to yourself, especially when you are starting out, holy shit. The habits you start now will benefit you or be something you got to work on later. And from experience, I suffered with undercharging. I suffered with overworking. I suffered with, you know, overpromising to get the red flag client. No, no, no. Had I just loved myself more, connected with myself more, those things, I wouldn't have had to spend so much time on learning them. So all of those, like, what would you tell yourself? Love yourself. <laughs> Love yourself. Uh, you are a person. You are, you are more than just paying your bills and dying. There is so much more that you are bringing to this business than paying your bills. Even though your bills will get paid, setting the foundation up in a space where you are compassionate to yourself, empathetic yeah. to yourself, yeah. will allow you to meet other people more empathetically and compassionately be a better business person. Absolutely, absolutely in agreement with that. And, and I think that's the, the culture that we, uh, we need to nurture and not nurture here locally, nationally, but globally. 
where people are not uh, are not pressured to be someone else, where people are showing up uh, truthfully to what they stand for, what, who they are, and uh, deliver the best results. And I think looking at uh, how the person look, how the, what is they're wearing, where is their hair look, especially there's a lot of uh, pressure on women for, for sure, is uh, something that we have to let go of. I think that's, uh, that's the answer. And of course, uh, cross-culture uh, is something that we have to be mindful of, we have to be aware of, and we have to understand, but at the same time works toward, towards that bigger uh, culture that we're all looking for, and that is uh, being who we are uh, inside and out, whether we are in a public space or a private space, being who we are, as long as we are not hurting anyone, as long as we're not harming anyone, just doing what's right. Yeah. Okay, Jenny. Uh, I, uh, I will conclude. Um, it, it's getting nasty out here with lots of rain and I can hear the thunder. But uh, where can people find you? Pure Fantastico, purefantastico.com, Facebook at Pure Fantastico, and Instagram at Pure Fantastico. Very good. Did you know that pure, pure, puree? We, we say in French puree. Uh, did you know that it was uh, uh, mashed potatoes? Well, I know it's, it's a mixture. It's a pure mixture. Um, yeah, my business name came to my brain, and there is no other way to say it. I was having a, and this is 2007. Uh -huh. I was having a hard time trying to get my mind around all of the things that I could do. I do. Uh -huh. And I said, how can I ever tell someone easily what I do and what I can do? And my brain goes, pure and fantastico. <laughs> I'm like, wow okay so then i bought the domain name and then i'm like i guess that's my business and that's how that happened <laughs> well fantastical then fantastical was working in uh, delivering the result and helping a lot of people that is fantastical thank you so much jenny and uh hoping that we can connect again on a, a, a different topic as far as branding and uh marketing We'll uh, stop here and uh, to all our viewers, connect with us if you want. Jenny, for a fantastico, I'm Mona with Monalu International, and that's www.monalu.net. Have a wonderful day. Bye bye.